Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM, three CR digital, three CR.org.au, three CR on demand. Lots of ways to listen to all the shows on three CR, including this one, Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. I'm your host for the hour, Sally Goldner. I use female pronouns, she, her. And with three CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the original inhabitants, and we pay respect to elders past, present and emerging. Also acknowledging the intersection of our LGBTIQ and Indigenous communities, including sister girls and brother boys, for their great contributions to diversity on and around the land. And the implicit assumption in every show, which I'll state expressly today, any opinions expressed are my own and not on behalf of any organisation with which I'm associated, because we are in election period. Um, A state election, not a federal one. Um, well, there's got to be an excuse to play the old classic from Red Gum's Virgin Ground album of the late 70s, um, the Federal Touring Circus. But we're talking state elections today and during the week, the um, survey, I've got to say it, we surveyed four political parties <laughs> and came up with their most popular answers. But who are we? Who led the survey? The Victorian Gay and Lesbian Rights Lobby. And I'm joined in the studio by one of the co-conveners, Dale Park. Dale I don't think you've been in uh, on Out of the Pan before. Welcome. I, ha- I haven't. Thank you for having me. Um, and just for the listeners, I use he, his pronouns. Spot on. That's the, that's the way. Yes. Um, we And of course, um, you know, welcome to listeners of all genders, including, but not limited to ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we'll do them all today. Um, if you want to get in touch with the show, there's lots of ways to do it. You may have a question on what we're about to talk about. Um, and you can do it by um, emailing out of the pan eight five five at gmail dot com. You can SMS six one four five six seven five one two one five. You can tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. And look for the posts on out of the pan three CR eight five five AM Melbourne and on my Facebook page. But yes, we surveyed some political parties, came up with their most popular answers. Um, the VGLRL coordinated a survey of four, the, we'll say the four larger parties in Victoria. Dale, far away, tell us um, how the survey, first of all, just how the survey came about, um, where it came from, etc. before we get to the critical part, which is the responses. Yes, certainly. Uh, so the Victorian Gay and Lesbian Rights Lobby have created our Rainbow Votes survey, um, and all of the information can be found at rainbowvotes.com.au. And The Victorian Gay and Lesbian Rights Lobby, or VGLRL, have conducted these types of surveys in the past, both for um, state and federal politics. This year, what we did slightly differently, in conjunction with a number of organisations, we developed a LGBTI plus priorities 
election booklet. So this looked at um, the range of issues across the, the rainbow um, that were important to the different communities and what are really their specific issues and needs moving forward. So that booklet was then sent out to all the political parties, to people um, in in um, government, in uh, the different pride networks and things like that. And we then uh, at the VGLRL used the contents and the asks and the the recommendations within that booklet to develop the questions for the survey. So we have based the survey on what is important to the different communities. Yeah, the survey, and of course it's all at vglrl.org.au forward slash rainbow hyphen votes hyphen 2018 hyphen two slash to be precise. Scroll down a little, you'll see the original survey um, then you've got the four responses from the parties, your media release and an election report card. So the thing that comes out of that, and I should just disclose I did represent Bisexual Alliance Victoria in the making of those questions, um, but um, the other thing more important, well, equally importantly that comes out is that, yeah, you've, you've, you've um, put your ear to the grassroots, so to speak, <laughs> along with everyone else, and said, hey, what are the needs that are happening um, where it's happening, so to speak? And... I think that was absolutely needed because it can be very easy to sit in an office and come up with what we think are the issues. Mm. And we, you know, we always try and represent the LGBTI plus community broadly, but we recognise that we are not the peak bodies for all of the parts of the rainbow. So we have to work with and be directed by the bisexual community, the intersex community, the trans community, around what the specific issues are, because they're not always our own lived experiences. Um, so that's what we, I think, really valued about this process. Yeah, look, you've hit a nail on the head. The, the key quality for me of an ally to somewhere you not uh, don't identify with that, we'll say, attribute of any sort in your own lived expertise is humility. Hey, what do you, what do you want? What don't you want? And that's been really good that this has happened. And um, obviously, you know, um, from the point of view of someone myself who's bi and trans, and, you know, I know, I think it's a fair comment to say many intersex people feel like they're falling behind, um, and reasonably so. So we've got to try and lift that up. So to check in with orgs like, um, you know, Intersex Human Rights Australia, excellent. So, yeah, a lot of consultation, and therefore you had the survey and the resulting questions, and it was just a matter of, putting the wish list into some question form. Um, and so then you sent it off to um, LNP, Liberal National Party, ALP, Greens and Reason, formerly Sex Party. Yes, that's right. So we sent it out um, to the parties on the 13th of September. So we tried to give them a huge lead in time to work on this, to develop it. Um, we had different um, people within our own committee being the liaison person with mm -hmm. the different groups to try and ensure that they were getting the responses in on time, that we could... Um, you know, hopefully try and influence some of those responses and improve them. Um, and, you know, we always knew that there would be more announcements that came out after the, the survey results mm -hmm. um, because that's just the way that politics works. They don't want to release everything all at the one time. And we have absolutely tried to stay on top of those and yep. make adjustments, which is not always easy when you're all volunteers and, and doing this. We've had a lot of help from people. Um, but I think what really comes out of the survey is that 
the red areas really stand out in terms mm. of and the so we did a traffic light system green was where we felt there was a full commitment um amber was a partial commitment and then red was either no response to the question or no commitment um to to the response uh to, or to the question and they're the issues that that really i think stand out and are, and are highlighted and we have gone back and tried to kind of get improved answers um and even some of the the ambers what they demonstrate is there is maybe a willingness to work in this area but there's not a full commitment to what the asks are and yeah. that came out quite strongly um in some of the the by uh trans and definitely the intersex areas yeah so i'm sitting here at the moment i'm looking and of course unless if you certainly don't do this if you're driving but um, <laughs> i have the the very the summaries of the report card in front of me let's um, just do a, a quick bit overall and then also looking at the bi, trans and intersex, which this show loves to focus on. Uh, let's start with the Reason Party. What happened there? Yeah, so Reason um, scored very well. They um, had an 85% um, fully committed uh, score and then a 15% partial commitment. Um, what we, I guess for some context, what we also sort of say is mm-hmm. the the smaller parties like Green, like the Greens and Reason, they're not going to necessarily be in the position to actually form government and implement this. So so some may say that they get to just agree with everything. Mm. So our, uh, I guess, pushback to that is how do we ensure that they are then the advocates that they say they will be in this report card um, moving forward. Um, the Greens also scored very highly, um, 83% fully committed and 17%. Pretty close. Um, yeah, so very, very close. And some of some of the ambers were you know very close to being green maybe some of the greens were close to being ambers it it was a very thorough process we went it, two and a half three hours going through these rechecking and scoring um, I, I hope the lobby um, funds some coffee for its volunteers <laughs> well i don't drink coffee so i kind of just survive on water <laughs> wow <laughs> now see there's a super advocate people of all genders that, no seri- <clears throat> seriously it's a lot of effort um and you know you, as you say it's it's hard to say is it close enough to a full commitment so if you've sort of perhaps you know said, well, that's full and could have been partial and vice versa then that's pretty reasonable but you know i think you could split hairs on percentage points yeah but it's the gist of it that really stands out here um on reason and greens yeah um, you know, so, and that's just a start. And this is the thing about this survey is <clears throat> no one can be accused of political bias because it's each party's own answer. You know, it's, ob- it's their, their responses. It's not ours saying we don't like you or anything yeah, like abso- that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, with, um, so Labor scored a 61% um, for green or fully committed, 34% for partial commitment and 5%, which was two responses that were no commitment or no response. Um, and I think if this survey was maybe looking at what Labor had done in the last four years, that percentage would be a lot higher. But actually, we there were specific questions around what you've achieved and absolutely they were green and as probably as fully committed as you could you could get. But also what the survey is really about is the future, what needs to be achieved. So that's why um, we, you know, ask questions um, that are looking to what else needs to be achieved, not just what has been achieved. Well, that's right. We know there's a long way to full economic, social, legal, um, everything, equality. And um, 
So, you know, we can't just sort of rest on what's happened. Yes, it's good that, that anything's happened and, you know, things are roughly going in the right direction with a few detours, we could say. Yeah. But it's moving along. Um, so, again, you know, um, but unfortunately um, on buy and intersex, which generally do seem further behind Reason and Green's not, that's where some of the partials were. Yeah. Um, so, especially with the intersex questions, um, there were some very specific asks around, you know, legislative reforms, around minimum standards, around stopping procedures and things mm. like that. So, unless you say, yes, we're going to do that, you can't get a full commitment for yep. it. Um, and we did go and check in with um, Intersex Human Rights Australia because yep. I wouldn't, uh, I just wouldn't have felt comfortable on the specificity. Well, that was almost got it out correctly. Well of, done. <laughs> of the responses and the, and the question. Um, so uh, we definitely felt a lot more secure in the responses there. Yeah, look, um, in, of course, as you said, in, you know, the, the group in questions, the experts on the live, so people with intersex variations are the experts on intersex issues. So let's um, go on to Labor. Uh, yeah, so we just talked oh, about Labor, sorry. Um, yeah. so, uh, and then the Liberal Nationals, um, following uh, a couple of announcements after um, we received the submission, we have made some changes, which is reflected online. So they had 5% green uh, or fully committed, 10% partial commitment and 85% no response or no commitment. And this really relates to the way in which they chose to answer the questions or not answer the questions as it actually was. So we um, gave the option of either responding to each question mm -hmm. or providing a summary statement under each section, such as bisexual Victorians, safety and security, etc. Um, the response, and as you can see from viewing it on the website, the response from the Liberal Nationals was a statement around what they've done and what they're committed to. And what's in there is welcomed and it, there's some really positive stuff like looking at regional Victoria and mm. how LGBTI people are, uh, are serviced. That's welcomed. But there was no specific mention or response to the questions on intersex, on trans and gender diverse, on bisexual Victorians. There was nothing around family violence, on safety and security, no mention around the discrimination questions. So in the lack, in the, in the, in the absence of a response, it has to be a no commitment or a no response. A red zone, as it's, as yeah. we're calling it, yeah. So, yeah, the, look, the, re, the results in that sense speak for themselves, and I'm being very much on the side of caution here, and I'm do, I, I will admit to our listeners I'm doing some teeth gritting on this side of the panel because there's probably a lot I could say. But there has been... Um, some announcements yesterday over on um, Joy, and I can't, I'm not sure if the podcast of Saturday Magazine yes, is, it up. is up. It, it is yep. up, so if you zip into their podcast, you can have a listen to David Davis um, from the Liberal Party, um, uh, Fiona Patton from Reason, formerly Sex Party, and Martin Foley from ALP. Um, and I don't understand the Greens were approached, but didn't get back to them. Yeah, um I was listening on the radio and I wasn't sure if they didn't get back or they couldn't... Couldn't get someone get in. Get someone in, Fair I'm enough. not sure. But they definitely just said that they, you know, tried to do that. Um, and I guess just on those announcements yesterday, so mm. um, David Davis from the Liberal Nationals made some um, commitments ar around uh, joy and helping them uh, transition 
to uh, the Pride Centre, which was very welcomed, some commitments around um, recurrent funding for the LGBTI archives, um, and there was also uh, some commitments for Globe um, and other sort of business-related activities for the LGBTI community. Um, And we sort of um, have put a thing out on our Facebook um, saying, these are all really welcomed. It's great to see the checkbook coming out. Um, From our report card perspective, it it didn't actually address some of the other really uh, key areas that, that were lacking from their response, um, you know, such as questions on discrimination, on family violence, um, and then the, the BT and I issues as well. Yep, so that was their update. And um, now just so we're just putting the information across, which is what we need to do from the point of view of this program, Did Labor add anything in that isn't on their report card? Yeah, um, so they talked, um, I guess the one major uh, thing that changed their report card um, was they had an announcement um, in regards to homelessness for LGBTI communities, Mm. and I think it was around $3 million. um, And this is something that we've been pushing for really strongly and one one of our uh, key issues. Um, So I think that's great that, that they've listened and, and you know, um, developed a policy around what they're going to do and, and some funding for that. They also um, mentioned other funding for mental health and counselling services, which is really welcomed. Um, we already sort of had them as a, a green in the health and wellbeing section, but this is now, you know, I guess even been strengthened. Um, mental health for our community um, really mm. needs to be looked after. And the, and the counselling that they talked about was actually looking at supporting um, families and parents um, who maybe are having trouble uh, coming to terms with the gender identity or the sexual orientation mm-hmm. of their children. Um, so looking to kind of support those parents, which I thought was a, an interesting approach as well. Oh, look, definitely. And um, the evidence for all this, there's a tweet from... Um, at Martin Foley MP, um, 11.04am, 17 November, 3 million homelessness, 2.5 million family counselling, um, 500k, half a million switchboard mental health support. Uh, look, um, you know, as someone who faci- co-facilitates a parent and family group for trans people, overall, you know, look, it's a, it can be a journey that has its, um, you know, speed humps and, you know, pit potholes yeah. sort of thing, I think is a fair comment. So... Yeah, something that can just ease people through that smooth the road out a bit. You know, I'm, I'm probably expressing an opinion, but I've got to be fair and obviously declaring my interest in trans family. Anything that could smooth that out has got to be helpful. So, you know, and there's some, you know, that's the, you know, there's some stuff there at the grassroots. So um, really, really good. But the important thing is we're just, you know, overwhelmingly the, the purpose for doing all this is just to get people on an informed choice. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know... One thing that we um, say very strongly and the reason that we create the report card in the way that we do is that if you have particular areas that are of interest to you, um, whether it's relationships and families or education, bi issues, trans issues, intersex issues, you can look at the responses, you can look at the report Mm. card and it's your choice um, to vote however you will and to see what the, the key issues are. Oh, look, absolutely. So, and this is the thing, you know, um, the critical factor is just to make sure that the information's there. We make it clear we're not um, telling anyone how to vote. 
Um, it's just that here it is. If LGBTI issues are important to you, and you, of course you could be the proverbial ally. Absolutely. And, you know, if everyone votes in accordance with their values and priorities, here's a chance to make a more informed choice. Absolutely. And we've seen that recently in the last few weeks when all of the information has come out around um, the Ruddock report and the review. Mm. And, you know, the general public didn't know that uh, religious exemptions existed, um, you know, and that young people could be asked to leave schools and teachers fired. And then once that was really brought to their attention, there was outrage. And this is changing policy. And it's changing um, policy that we've been trying to uh, affect for many, many years. So the the reason to put this out is to give as much information to as many people as possible. So we really do encourage people to share it. Go to rainbowvotes.com.au, um, tell people about it, um, yeah, tweet, Facebook, all the rest. Yeah, well, you've actually led into something. Here's the, the bonus um, um, section. Um, you know, I, I don't, I'll just say, put in your own words, of course, where very quickly there's been a Legal and Constitutional Affairs Reference Committee announced. Um, some public hearings... Um, as we go to air tomorrow, um, 19th of November, Monday in Melbourne, at the Stanford Plaza, 111 Little Collins. So um, it sounds like a Billy Joel song. Um, <laughs> what was it? She said, meet me in the lobby of the Plaza Hotel. Um, and I noticed there's some um, fantastic um, orgs there. Um, Just Equal and Equality Tasmania, the Health Alliance, Rainbow Families, Declaring Interest Transgender Victoria, Parents of Gender Diverse Children, um, Australian Human Rights Commission, Ashley Lynn and Penelope Strauss, um, who had involvement in trans pathways. Uh, we then go, well, to people whose views may be different, the Catholic Bishops Conference, and on we go. Um, and then the Independent Education Union, the Human Rights Law Centre, Public Interest Advocacy Centre, and over Newton Anglican Community College. And if I have it right, they were the ones who sort of reconsidered things. Yeah, I think that's correct. I mean, there's been so much movement um, in this space, but there's been a number of um, headmasters who signed the letter saying that they wanted to still be able to discriminate, uh, then backtrack on that and apologise. Someone even said they didn't really know what they were signing, which is a bit of a concern. Um, But, you know, the, the fact that there are so many current and former um, students of faith-based mm. schools coming forward and saying these r- religious exemptions are not right is really encouraging. Yeah, it does seem like there's some momentum. So whether we can get it through Parliament, um, well, as quickly as possible, you'd like, I'm not sure how many sitting days there are for both federal mm. houses before the end of the year. But yeah, look, it, um, we I think, you know, overwhelming our community, communities know of the damage that um, discrimination causes. But Obviously, for young people, the um, very open storytelling of the fantastic Eric Locke a few years ago about um, being someone assigned female at birth, wanting to wear trousers at a, a religious school, and was how, and I actually will say content warning here, he was locked in a room, but in open view of a corridor where everyone passing him, and mm. because just because he wanted to wear trousers, because he, you know, identified as other than female, let's yeah. say, I mean... I have to give my honest opinion. That's child abuse. That's yeah. humiliation. It's imprisonment. It's, I don't know, kidnapping. Um, I'm not a lawyer, but they'd be the words I'd use. So this is the sort of thing that goes on. That's a misuse of religion. If religion wants to do things in their own church or synagogue or mosque building, well, maybe, but not in a school like that and with taxpayers' funds. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, I think there's a huge push now. And, um, you know, one last question, actually, then, because we are a year 
It's a year and the week just gone since the announcement of the postal survey result. Do you think things have eased a little in terms of... Pre- um, obviously, there's a lot of stress still there from our, that last year in our communities, but do you think things have, ter- have turned a corner yet or are we still having to you know, fight some um, lots of extremism? What, what's your call? It's really interesting. I think we have definitely seen people embrace our community who maybe had nothing to do with it or, you know, on the fringe of our community a lot more. There's been um, a lot more discussions in workplaces, in schools about gender, about sexuality, um, and that's really encouraging. We have definitely seen those who are to the far right and who oppose us quite strongly probably grow in their... um, in the way that in which they manage themselves and manage their arguments against us. Um, but I think the the broad base uh, and the general population has been very supportive, very welcoming. Um, but we also need to recognise the harm that was done to uh, our wide community um, within the LGBTI community last year. Yep. Uh, very, very true. So we, we'll get ourselves back on our feet. But I... I sense, a, I sense a sense. Can you do that? I'll, I'll say you can because um, I got good grammar. Um, I sense that people are just sort of having this um, of all sorts. Trans people are a bit bolder. Yeah. Um, allies are just sort of saying to, I'll call it the, in general, general terms, the far right sort of, as my British-born dad would say, sod you. Yeah. Um, there's a sense of, hey, you know, you had your go um, last year and you didn't really get anywhere. You could only take 5% off the opinion polls prior to the survey. Um, and there's a bit of a, you know, just, hey, call it you lot. So a- Absolutely. I mean, you see LGBTI people in a much more visible sense yeah. everywhere, whether that's, you know, in, just out in the community, in workplaces. Um, I was actually invited into an advertising um, agency as part of my role in the lobby to talk about marriage equality one year on and what it means and what needs to happen next. And, you know, the fact that that's a, a private business saying, do you know what, we should celebrate this. We need to understand the issues broader than marriage equality. Um, I was really I was really impressed by that. And I'm not sure that that would happen or it wouldn't happen as much or in the same way. Um, had we not been able to achieve marriage equality. Yeah, it has sort of, maybe we've sort of got over the, a hump somewhat, so that's good news. Dale, thanks for coming in. I'll let you get back to some weekend. I won't mention, I, I hope you get some rest time after the election and I over the be. holiday season, because I won't mention there's a federal election in the first half of I next know. year. <laughs> I, what is it? Um, I, I mentioned it once, but I think I got away with it. Seriously, I think that the process of the survey is someone on the inside declaring that interest. I think... Um, we've really got a very practical approach here now that's strategic. We've got a template that can be used for future Victorian state and federal elections. Obviously, we'd have to consult with yep. um, everyone around our broad brown land. But I think it was a really good thing. And I think the results speak for themselves. So um, thank you for coming in and speaking on 3CR Out of the Pan today. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And uh, visit rainbowvotes.com.au. Thanks, Sally. Pleasure, Dale. And, yep, um, let's have, well, I'll get all my political cynicism out of the way um, with a song from Hoyt Axton from somewhere in the 70s, um, the country sort of bluegrassy type of singer, just to show that we're musically diverse on this program. And um, here's a song, um, well, appropriately, 
They are they are nice people, really. Here's a song called Politicians. 3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally, and thanks to Dale Park from the VGLRL for coming in. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, 855am. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast to hear the most recent recording from each show or 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming to listen live. I'm Tash Sultana and you are listening to 3CR. Please subscribe. Do yourselves a massive favour. Thank you very much. I was doing air acoustic guitar in the studio studio to that. Um, yes, please subscribe to 3CR and become a member. Um, you can donate. Donuts of $2 or more are tax deductible. Thanks to Dale there from the Victorian Gay and Lesbian Rights. There'll be a comprehensive review, but with, of course, a focus on by trans and intersex. Um, and prior to um, Tash, um, we had two tracks and had a message. Um, we had Pseudo Echo listening. Let's hope um, that our, our politicians are listening to all of LGBTIQ on LGBTI issues. And um, we also heard from Hoyt Axton, um, great country singer and other stuff. Um, um, and um, a track from the 1980 album by Hoyt, Where Did the Money Go?, um, that's the other single off that, and it's a question to which there, of course, never is any answer, whether it's yourself or a politician. Um, and, um, 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 yeah, definitely Hoyt, one of the great country singers who sadly left us um, in late in the 90s, um, yeah, just before the millennium, 26 October 1999, age 61-ish, 61 and a half-ish. There you go. So um, it's a busy week, um, either side, um, with lots happening. And, um, you know, there was some, a couple of things I wanted to discuss about the election, not about the issues, but as mentioned, um, and this is a, a segue into what I wanted to talk about yesterday, I did listen to Joy and listening to all the people who are on there, but um, and a, a person messaged in about um, when David Davis was on asking about the Liberals on birth certificates, and I was a bit... No, I was extremely disappointed and frustrated when the Joy presenter said, I don't understand the issues. Um, it's a critical, I would actually um, call that one of the top two state-level issues for trans and gender diverse people in Victoria. Currently, you have to have surgery to change your birth certificate, so that's um, removal of penis addition, uh, sorry, yeah, removal of penis, um, creation of neo-vagina for those assigned male at birth identifying as female, um, believe it or not, you have to have a hysterectomy if you're assigned female at birth needing to be a male, yet health professionals, um, you know, sort of um, won't um, do that because they say your body's functioning healthily. So you're in nowhere land. I won't, I'll say no pan land, um, that sort of thing. Um, there's only two options um, for trans and gender diverse people, male or female, no options other. Um, minors can't change their birth certificate even with parent guardian approval in terms of the marker and the mechanism is a medical intervention and unfortunately the um, it's, as this was blocked in the lower ha- upper house sorry in 2016 and at that time the liberals would not talk to any trans and gender diverse people allies or others at all so very disappointing that joy was not well informed on that 
But it does lead to what the other thing that, of course, is happening around this time and will for a long time, I suppose, be remembered. Of course, 15 November last year was the announcement of the Postal Survey result. And, you know, it's been interesting this week to watch <clears throat> some of the prominent gays and lesbians in this country, but to some extent some trans people um, comment on it. And overwhelmingly it's been, rah, rah, wasn't this fantastic and aren't we all better off now? Well, no, we flapping well aren't, is my opinion. And it just, you know, it speaks to a crisis of leadership in our rainbow communities. I've popped this on my um, blog at sallygoldner.com, um, you know, called one, it was one year ago today. Um, hello, Ringo, um, if you're listening. But um, seriously, you know, people, it was an incredibly painful period. And just to pretend it didn't happen and go, rah, rah, it's a year on, that doesn't acknowledge people's hurt, but it doesn't acknowledge how so many groups within our rainbow intersectionally felt sold out and erased and thrown under the bus and all the rest. Got to say also Transgender Victoria, putting that hat on for a second. Um, I will make an exception to my rule at the start of the show. Um, an annual report released this week, and you can um, find it on our website or just um, um, t- t- via tgv.org.au annual report. And um, when we drafted this, um, you know, there was a comment how about how many people thrown under the bus. There wasn't one TG- trans and gender diverse person on our committee who looked at that and said, oh, maybe it's a bit harsh. So we've got some issues and we've still got leaders who do think they can speak for other people. Um, from my point of view on terms of trans and bi, but I know many other groups feel affected by this. So I'm sorry, I, I, I respect that so many people couldn't, couldn't get married where they couldn't before, that you know there's been a, you know, now been a peak in forced divorce and that people had their marriages from overseas recognised you know, instantly. But I still, I've got to be honest and personal, I can't celebrate this the way lots of people were and we can't keep throwing people under the bus, so we've got a bit of an issue. And, um, well, there's other things I'm going to wait until after the state election. I'll play cautious in terms of the fact that we're in the electoral period, and, well, regard, um, regardless of the election result, let we, next week, let rip. So um, look forward to that, people of all genders. You can also look forward next week to having a representative of the newly formed Sydney Buy Group on the show, and they've got a big announcement that affects... Um, by plus people around Australia, and something that was announced in the um, Labor policy release on buy, which does put them, um, you know, I think say I'll say that they're it's just in there, is that there's a commitment to a project um, called the Buy Five. So a buy specific project um, is underway. Just waiting on more information on that. So can't say any more for now. But um, you know that's um, a very um, welcome piece of news. It's interesting how sometimes um, the proverbial heterosexual and cisgender allies can do diversity better than um, some um, Ellen LNG. Um, so um, the quote is here on page seven of the ALP response on rainbowvotes.org. We have partnered with Bisexual Alliance Victoria, the Melbourne Bisexual Network and Drummond Street Services on the community-led and designed by five project which will develop and um, audit tools and training, seek to build visibility and inclusivity. We have committed $100,000 to this important work. Oh, there's some Jim Tams, um, um, diverse ones too. Um, so <clears throat> they've also said that um, campaigns with a focus on the LGBTI community will have bi people and their views represented and we will be guided by the bi community as to whether a specific awareness campaign is necessary. Well, 
Um, I've got to say, of course, we think that is. So um, there's still so much going on, although I genuinely also believe it's turning. Commenting also on what Dale said, I feel there is a huge level of resilience at the moment in, I'll start with the Australian trans community, the responses to um, the recent attacks on us from Scott Morrison. I think we're pretty on the money and just, you know, in the words that used to be on the um, back of Dolph, Dolph Ziggler's wrestling trunks. We are over it um, in terms of transphobia, as we should be. And you've got to send solidarity to our cousin, our siblings in America, though it's a tough time. I'll talk about Trans Day of Remembrance, um, so I'll give a content warning. I'll talk about that in the last segment because, of course, that's coming up um, in, on Tuesday the 20th if you're listening live, um, or it will have happened if you listen afterwards. But um, um, for trans people... You know, there is a sense of gathering together and we won't be stopped for our allies. Please be aware of, you know, that there's still distance to travel and we need your support. Um, we can't do it all by ourselves for lots of reasons, but, you know, um, when you're be- bearing the burden of being in a minority group, um, you know, it can be draining. We need, we can't do it. And we're, you know, we need the majority of the population to stand with us. And I'll talk about, um, you know, some of the things that have gone on around the world in the last 12 months as in the final in a few minutes so yeah lots of stuff happening but um <clears throat> we do survive but on a lighter note of survival in the next 24 hours from original time of broadcast it is one of the big four pay-per-views of the year wwe survivor series and well here's some australian music that talks about surviving here's richard clapton from the very best of in 1981 i want to be a survivor Yes, um, be a survivor and um, win your match. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. Tune in for debates and updates on both local and international animal protection news and events and learn about how you can live a cruelty-free, sustainable lifestyle. Animales News, views and non-leather shoes. That's Freedom of Species, 1pm Sundays on 3CR. Authorised by the last few remaining kangaroos, Canberra. What do you think of when you hear the word drugs? Medicine. Medicine. Uh, Recreational. There's lots of things, isn't it? (laughs) Covers all sorts of stuff, doesn't it? It's a bad thing, but I don't know, people get good feelings off it. Fun. Theogenesis. Stupid. Fun. Youth. Yeah, fun. Uh, bad. <laughs> Dirty syringes. Shake my head. <laughs> Cocaine. Hater. Scourge. I'm agreeing with him. Trouble or maybe addiction, something like that. Something I don't relate to at all. I don't understand. Party time. Well, generally, sort of loser. If you think of that, recreational drug. I don't know. Drugs. Bad. Medicine. Help people. Helping people with their conditions, whatever that may be. What is the drug user? Who is this person the drug user? In Psychedelia, we're here to rethink the psychoactive paradigm. Sunday afternoons on 3CR, 2 till 3pm. Indeed, part of the great Sunday lineup. if you are either listening live on Sunday or um, perhaps... Um, you're listening via the um, the podcast to Out of the Pan. Think, hey, there's lots of good shows on 3CR. There, the, there is the next two, Freedom of Species. And um, today, on Sunday the 17th, um, the Freedom of Species team will be playing talks from the 1080 Poison Summit. Now, I must admit I didn't know what that was, and I went and looked it up. 
And wow, this is a pretty vicious poison that just <clears throat> is supposed to, um, you know, sort of wipe out so wipe out so called as this um, um, site from PETA, the animal P A T A, the animal um, um, protection type of organisation, talks about what wipe out so called in inverted commas pest species, but it's pretty heavy going. So the, um, you know, I think we need to, and it's still used in Australia, so we'd better start fixing that up. And then on in psychedelia. At um, two, um, we've got the launch of the University of Melbourne Student Union Safer Parting Initiative with Students for Sensible Drug Policies in Australia. And it was launched on Wednesday and there's free test kits available from the Student Union now. There'll also be an interview with the Global Liaison for West African Students for Sensible Drug Policy Australia. So there's some um, information that you probably wouldn't get on mainstream media why you need to keep listening to 3CR for lots of info. Um, what have we got coming up during the week? Well, of course, the big event, um, which is a one-off, um, happens every year. 20th of November is Trans Day of Remembrance and content warning coming up. According to the transrespect.org site, um, well, gosh, you know, between 1 October 2017, 30 September 2018, 369 reported murders of trans and gender diverse people um, around the world. And, you know, that's Obviously, only from the places we can get them, um, that sort of thing. Brazil, 167. Mexico, 71. The USA, 28. Um, And so over about 11 years or so now, uh, nearly 3,000 situations of outright transphobic murder in 72 countries. But of course, we cannot, we have to just be straightforward about the reality of um, where intersectionality is disadvantaged and you know, ultra, you know, stigmatized, double, triple, etc. Um, you know, in the US, the majority of trans people reported murdered. Trans women of color and/or Native American trans women, eighty-five percent. France, Italy, Portugal, Spain, where in terms of migration from Africa and Central and South America, sixty-five percent of reported murder victims were migrants. There is a list of all the names. Um, they're all people whose lives got cut too short. So let's stand together on Tuesday um, around the world, across the time zones, and trans and gender diverse knows no borders. There's also lots of other things coming up during the week. Um, Some of the usual events um, that happen on a more regular basis will be happening as always. And um, I'm I'm pretty sure Alphabet Soup is happening on Tuesday, but um, possibly people um, will be Thinking about Tidor, um, Transfin and Victoria's event at Hares and Hyenas is close to selling out, but we might um, see if we can squeeze a few more in, not sure. Um, Spectrum, the um, queer and the intersection of queer and uh, neuroprocessing is happening at Carlton on next Wednesday, the 21st. Um, also the cafe night for trans people, um, for, sea, for Seahorse members. Bent TV's on Friday night. Wow, the anxiety group is on um, Saturday morning. Make sure you vote early. I'm not sure about voting often. And Trans Family, the last one for the year at um, on Saturday afternoon in at Drummond Street as well. Um, and also next Sunday, the Shed for Trans Men. It's all happening. Um, so lots going on in our communities. But as I say, I do, despite all the challenges, I feel like trans people are just saying e flippin' enough. And so are our family members. So are our allies. We'll stand together. Um, hang in there, peeps. We can do it because we is awesome, or in the words of the WWE universe, um, this we are awesome. 
clap, 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 clap. Take it out today with something that always deserves a clap, and that's a track from Paul Kelly, the old Paul Kelly mantra. I mean, Paul Kelly songs are like beer. All be as good, some's better than others. Well, I've got to admit I'm getting pretty partial to this one from the latest album, Nature, um, bound to follow the Aisling song featuring Kate Miller-Heidke. Um, take it out today with that as we head into Freedom of Species with Emma. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. Remember, next week, all the in- initial news on the state election and the Sydney buyer group with a big announcement. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.